It's big announcement time. Drum roll, please. We are going on tour. Just, 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 yeah. Northern News, live around the north. Of course it's around the north. We're not doing any southern dates on this tour. No way. We are going to the big ones, our big ones in the north. We're going Sheffield. 23rd of June. We're going Hull. 26th of June. We're going Leeds. 27th of June. And we're rounding it off in Manchester. On the 28th of June. What a week. Oh, my God. I, we've done some live shows yeah. in Edinburgh and London. And we love them so much. They are so much fun. We do little fun headlines. There's slides, there's visuals. Oh, it's brilliant. We can't wait to do it and we can't wait to see you there. We'll see you in person. You'll see us in person. You'll see our faces. You'll <laughs> see whatever attempt at merch I've cobbled together in a shed. <laughs> so get your tickets now for the Northern News live tour at plosive.co.uk. That is P-L-O-S. I-V-E-C-O.uk. We're going to get chunked out of our beans. Let's do it. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to Northern News, a podcast with me, Amy Gledhill. And me, Ian Smith. I come from the northern town of Ghoul. And you might be able to tell from my accent, I come from Hull. And to our shame, we have been living in London now for ages. Too long, and we want to catch up with all the news that's been going on up north. This is... Northern Northern News! Hello and welcome back to Northern News! Northern News, it's Northern News. Everybody come on now, it's Northern News. Yeah, we've got a theme tune, it's a big (laughs) news for us. It's not that. that Isn't was, it? No, that was just a song introducing the theme tune. Oh, yeah. We've got a theme tune, a song introducing the theme tune, <laughs> and we're going to have, we're working on a song to introduce yours. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 All I've got so far is, oh. Oh, yeah, it's a song before the song before the song. Oh, that Could was that. good. Song before the song before the song before the song. We will release an album, I think. Yes. Of the stuff from the podcast so far. I think I've done some absolute bangers. Yep. You don't mind me saying myself. I can't remember what any of them are about, but I remember them all being mad. <laughs> <laughs> Every song you've done, I've, I've laughed, but I've also thought, this is worrying for Amy, actually. <laughs> Amy, how has your week been? Oh, it's been pretty good. I stayed in a hotelian, if you can believe such Whoa, a thing. Oh, someone's doing all right. I stayed in a hotel for four nights. Oh, yeah. I never do that. that unless you're on holiday. <laughs> then I do, but like yeah. in the know, UK though, it was Salford. So I'm in the hotel, and I, you know when you check in late at night and the curtains are drawn. Yeah. And then in the morning, I've sort of slept in like a big t-shirt. And in the morning, I wake <laughs> Sorry, up. I thought you were saying I slept in 
like a big t-shirt, as in... I slept in like, late. Like a big t-shirt sleeps I, in. I snoozed my alarm like a bloody big t-shirt. <laughs> I was like, what? What do you mean? You've heard that before. But no, you slept in. I slept... You slept in a big t-shirt. I slept in a yeah, big t-shirt. Sorry, what I was fault. wearing while I was sleeping mm. was a big t-shirt. Yeah. And in the morning, I sort of walked to the window... And I opened the curtains. Mm. You know, like both hands where it's like, whoosh. Yeah. You open it like, wow, I'm starting my day. Mm. Wow, kablam, <laughs> whoosh, I've done it. And I'm on the sixth floor. Mm. I'm room 604. Right? Yeah. So I didn't expect this. So oh, no. whoosh, curtains open. There is a builder on some scaffolding oh. crouched down, looking straight at the eye of the storm oh. like it was at that level oh really how if this isn't too personal a question to Please. ask how long is your t-shirt is it Thank a big is it a t-shirt. big t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> that is a fa- actually that's a very personal question <laughs> it was a big t-shirt yeah. but i mean i shat myself but he also shat himself but he was on yeah. scaffolding it was very oh, dangerous for him he sort of went back and then i sort of went Whoa! And he oh. went, oh, and then I shut my curtains again immediately. And then I was like, oh, no, we both know what's happened. Yeah. We're oh. both here on the other side of the curtain. Now it's even weirder. And it's like, do I open it again and be like, <laughs> God, sorry about that. Then have you seen the program? I think it's called Love is Blind. No, but I've heard I've heard about it. I'm aware of the premise. You're aware of the premise. So, mm. yeah. So they're separated by like a thin wall. Mm. And it felt like, well, we were separated by a blind. Love yeah. is blind. Yeah. It was a very strange interaction with a human to start your day. If he sees you and falls off the scaffolding yeah. and dies, oh, God. are you seeing prison time for that? Or is it an accident? Or do you have to prove that that wasn't premeditated, that you've been like, ah, oh, Fucking woken up by these builders outside. I'll give them what for. <laughs> and they've gone, Ooh. Well, I wasn't woken up by them because I didn't know they were there. Mm, tell that to the courts. So maybe he was creeping around like a little mouse. What if he's not a builder? You whack on a hive is anyone will think you're a builder. He might yeah. just be a bloke in a hive is. He's climbed some scaffolding. If anyone climbed and risked their life climbing six floors, mm. I'd flash them. They could have a look at what they wanted. Yeah. They've put in the effort. That's more romantic in a way than like, mm. you know, flowers or dinner or... I can't think of the last time I was six stories up anything. <laughs> what a pathetic life I'm living. <laughs> Five stories or lower. And you'll get there. That's what they call my stand-up as well. Five stories or lower. That's all. I've, that's all I can give you. That's the best you get. That's what he's got. How's your week been? What you been up to? It's been okay, but I did have an awkward moment in a cafe. I was with another comedian. We were doing a little bit of writing together. We were brainstorming ideas. We were chatting. Mm. So we're in Costa. Next to us was this like old man and his wife. But they were sort of like on a table. They were separated by a little fence. And he's facing the other way. But he's right, his head's right next to me. Yeah. And he just starts slagging me off to his <laughs> wife. And my oh head my is God. next to his head. Oh, my God. Just, and at, at first it was funny, but then I was like, I want to fucking murder this old man. Why was he slagging you off saying Cause, what? Because we were talking loud. We were having an enthusiastic conversation. Yeah. Not No one else disturbed by it, but my head's next to his head. So he just like leant slightly forward and just went, these two bloody talking so loud. I'm like, I can hear you. Your head's next to my head. He's like, they just won't stop talking. These two, it's non-stop. It's non-stop. I'm like, well, I'm stopping now because I'm getting slagged off for no reason. 
Then he started saying, every other word is like or um, <gasps> like this or um, and like, uh, and then I've become so self-conscious. I was thinking, I do I do, do that a lot, actually. <laughs> and now I can't say the word like or any. Also, we're, we're talking about comedy ideas. We're like trying to come up with stuff on the yeah, spot. Yeah. There's a bit of thinking time. Of so course. I would go, um, yeah, and I think, uh, and he, every time I'm doing it, he's like, <laughs> Every other word, I'm like, oh barking up. God, I, I was losing, I was losing my mind. But we've done that like Tuesday mornings. We've yeah. met up, and he has been in there both times. Mm. The second time, his wife wasn't there, and he sat further away from us. So she's probably sick of his fucking bullshit. Right? <laughs> anyway, oh, yeah. well, you've sat next to a fence and got slagged off. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. What has been happening in the north? So this one, it's a, it's a, it's a nice light story. Mm. It's a light story because sometimes they get a little bit weird. It's like, heavy on this podcast. Yeah, a little bit. Man having sex with a man. Do you remember the man masturbating to a horse's face? Yes. No, I've had enough of that. So this week, this episode, I've brought you the story of Scarborough residents in stitches. Oh, lovely. In stitches, Ian, after spotting a road marking error. Oh, I love a road marking error, actually. Oh, I love it. Now, uh, it's a huge sign on the road. (laughs) I'll show you it. Town Centre. And they've missed the T out of the (laughs) centre. Town Centre. Fuck. I think maybe it's uh, like... Maybe we're going for like a sort of Texan. Yeah. Town center. Welcome to the town center. Welcome to the town center, Scarborough. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so residents have been in stitches after spotting this marking. <laughs> I also like, I mean, it is quite funny, but imagine if you're in stitches, <laughs> you see it like, yeah. Ah, ah, oh, oh, oh. yeah, I think you'd want a passage to go, oh, look, yeah. I've got a tea. But no, it's, it's been really kicking off and a lot of people have been commenting and uh, somebody's put, oh, ironic, that's next to the job centre. That's where he'll be going after this. Only in Scarborough. The, it's a be, mistake. He's not going to lose his job. Come on, It's funny they looked over and it just said um, job centre. Job centre. He's done it again. <laughs> and that's why he wrote centre because he's looking going, how do you spell centre? That is I'll look good. on the job centre. That's really good. Job center. If you add a little loop up from the C and a little crossover, make it a G, it says town genre. Then you put a comma after genre and then underneath it write fantastic. Yeah. Town genre? Fantastic. Nautical because it's the seaside. Yeah, yeah. It's a seaside town. The genre of the town is seaside. Mm. Gosh. Yeah, I think maybe that's Those what we're going There's ways for. to fix this. There's definitely, there's definitely no space for a T in there to put a little extra one, is there? No. They're, They're going to have together. to start again. They're going to have to shut the road and start again. Or leave it. Yeah, become you a tourist really attraction. Leave it, can you? It says that Scarborough made the headlines in February 2021 for its road sign outside the hospital. The sign raised eyebrows after listing the main entrance, A&E department, cemetery and crematorium all in one go. Oh. That's not a sign you want to see. Causing people to make jokes about the hospital being a one-stop shop. Yeah, you don't really want the a to be partnered up with a cemetery. It makes it look like the doctors are like, look, we're not good. 
We're not good. Can we please have a cemetery closer by? We're having to transport everyone over. Just pop one next to the A and E. Killing people so often. It's so often. The transport, the roads are gridlocked. Because yeah. we just can't keep them ticking over. And hearses drive so slow. They do, don't they? Do you know what? <laughs> I came out of the shop uh, the other day and I thought, oh, someone's posh. There must be a celebrity in the shop because I thought there was a limo outside, but it was a hearse. And I was oh. like, I went, oh, it made went, oh, I'll get me one of them one day. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, no, I will. I, def- I, like, yeah. I definitely will. It's something to aspire to, isn't it? Yeah. We're all going to get in a big car and, one day. Um, I don't know if this is a grim thing to say. Go on, say it. But Amy is a fantastic name for funeral flowers. <laughs> Love Amy and Ian, lovely cheap funeral oh, for us. Oh yeah, Abigail, you're like oh, fucking hell. Jonathan, no chance. Yeah, thanks a lot. Did he go by John ever? No, <laughs> just J O N. I think he would have wanted to, though, wouldn't yeah. he? J, maybe just J. Classic J. R I P J. That's me up, Pop. What have you found in the north? It's a very similar story. I guess, if you take away all the main elements of yours. Right. Um, A man has been charged £666 for a veggie burger, and he's still waiting for a refund. What? He's gone to Effie's Kebab kitchen van in uh, York, I believe, and they've made a mistake keying in the numbers. (gasps) I never trust when I see when they type in the numbers themselves. And they don't show you it. Um, yeah. You know when they type it in and then just give you the card thing to do and you're yeah. like, I can't see how much Or they it angle is. it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't trust that. But basically, I guess they've been trying to put in £6.50 yeah. and they've been a bit trigger-happy with the sixes. So Toby Wilson from Manchester, poster cost £6.50, he's paid £666.50 and he only noticed when he checked his bank balance and he's like, this is a bit lower. But I think he's in a bind there. I think if there's no price on the board, yeah, and he's like veggie burger, yeah. and he's drunk and he hasn't gone, how much is that? But surely they put prices on the board, surely. Imagine if that's what the price was. Imagine if they didn't put the prices up and everything in the shop was like £2.50, £3, mm. £4, but veggie burger, inexplicably, £665.50. Yeah, yeah. And they were just like, someone's going to order that one day, someone's drunk, and it's like, look, that's just the price of it. You could own a kebab shop for like 10 years. Yeah. You've got all your locals coming in. And then you change the prices one evening. Someone comes in and just like, ah, oh, uh, kebab and chips, please. Yeah. And they're like, okay. And then they get it from them. That'll be £427. <laughs> like, oh, no, in, <laughs> that's funny, isn't it, mate? Look at the sign. And he's like, ah, oh, fuck. Now you've entered a contractual <laughs> agreement. That kebab's there ready. Yeah. You can't pull out of that. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, scheming, scheming. Well, here's a twist for you. Go on. This guy says, I'm a non drinker. He was stone-cold sober when he played for this. Oh, Toby. Well, fingers crossed he gets it back or gets store credit. I've got 600 quid of store credit at the local kebab shop. And he lives in Manchester now, so he'd have to go through to York. Oh, God. That'd be an absolute nightmare. How much? Well, that's... He would have to go 100 times. (laughs) Have 100 veggie burgers. Imagine how much it would cost in train fare or petrol. Yeah. I once... I once was giving to charity, Ian. I, look. Oh, here look, we fucking go. Ian, I was once giving my own hard-earned money to really? charity. Really? To charity, Ian. And I thought, fucking I'm going to go big. Not only is she giving money to charity, <laughs> she's going to go big, everyone. I went big. Well, for me, big. It wasn't yeah. her. 
But I thought I'm going to give £30, right? <laughs> that's actually that's lower than I thought when you said big. Well, it was only like, you know, where they go, would you like to donate a fiver or a tenner? And I went, I'm going to donate £30, right? Yeah. But Ian, mm-hmm. I put an extra zero on. I donated £300. Oh. And you can't ever ask for that back. Is it a funny charity to mention or will it kill the mood of the it'll park? Kill the, it'll kill the mood, Ian. It'll kill the mood. It was the war in Ukraine. Oh. £300. Which side? <laughs> <laughs> Dad, £300 to Russia. Oh, no. no. Cancel, cancel, no. cancel. Oh, it's gone. It's gone. Oh. It has gone. Yeah, you yeah. can't. What can you do? And that's when I lived in Manchester and my rent for the month was £325. And I was like, I've spent oh. a month's rent by accident. And what can you do? I was, yeah. I was like, skin. You can't call them back and say, can I have 270 back? <laughs> I think I think you can, though. Because if no, they were like, can't. yeah, but if they were like, oh, okay, then I, I suppose you'd be like, I've given you £30. That's good. Then the, it's all tainted with shame and regret. Yeah. But yeah, so just the, no, the takeaway from that story is though that I did give to charity, Ian. No, that is Ian, yeah. I give to charity. You give to yeah, you give to charity. You didn't want to. You didn't want to give anywhere <laughs> near what you gave to charity. Yeah. But then I thought that's my good deed for what ten years. <laughs> yeah. I remember giving um, a homeless person um, like a ten pound note once because like um, yeah. maybe just got like some work come through and I, yeah. was, I was feeling good and I thought like it was a nice thing to do and um, I give it to him and I was sort of expecting him to go like whoa that's very generous thank you sir and just like looked at it put it in his pocket and walked off and I was like I want to be thanked for my good deeds <laughs> you realise you're not a nice person oh you just you want someone to go wow that's so generous wow. you're a nice person that's what I wanted from the Ukraine but yeah. Nobody's been in touch. Not even like a call or something. Just it's been nothing. But you know when sometimes you get calls on your phone and it says private number. I don't answer mm. them. Maybe that was Zelensky. Yeah, yeah. That can one can only assume. Yeah. Oh, Yorkshire puddings. We are joined by our special guest, Izzy Sutty. Woo! Woo! Izzy's a northerner, born in Hull. Raised in Matlock. That's right, isn't it, Izzy? Yeah, and I'm really glad you said that I was a northerner because sometimes people say that I'm not because Matlock's the East Midlands, but then I point out I was born in Hull, so I really am a northerner. You really are mm. a northerner. There's no getting around we've, it. We've fact-checked that. We've fact-checked it. It's fact. It's science. If Wikipedia says it, it's true. Did you know that you're on the notable residence section of Matlock? Yes, I did. The reason I knew that is because... I went to school with the lead singer from Gomez. Oh, yeah, oh. yeah. He's on that with Ben Otterwell. Ben Otterwell, yeah. He was two years above me at school. And for some reason, I was looking him up. And then I was like, oh, we're on the same list. Oh. Did you go to school with John E. Amour, the biochemist who first proposed stereochemical theory of olfaction? <laughs> yes, he was in the year below me. Yeah, um, and he was actually in a band, but they didn't um, they didn't do very well, so he turned to chemistry. Yeah, Fair. and I wasn't really. Was he born in like eighteen sixty or something? Oh, yeah, I've just had a look. Nineteen thirty. Oof, um, <laughs> that's very cheeky of you, Ian. No, listen, yeah, Amy. Thanks, Ian. I've only just seen that. <laughs> My eyes went straight to the blue link and the word olfaction. Izzy, how often do you 
go back to Matlock, if ever, or the north in general? I'd probably go back about once every four months because my best friends moved back there. Weirdly, her kids go to our school and stuff, and there's some of the same teachers, and it's so weird. Oh, my God. But, yeah, I'd go back to see her. I've got no family up there now. They've all moved down here. Honestly, when I'm back, I feel like that is my home. I feel like I have almost like a physical reaction to being back in the landscape. Like I just want to kiss the grass. <laughs> like I, I absolutely love it. There's nothing like it. Oh, that's so nice. And where I grew up, there were lots of caves and lots of rock climbers. It, Matlock is a town, but it's surrounded by countryside. I always associate caves with um, just like mystery thrillers and stuff like that. I don't think I've ever yeah. heard a good story about a cave. No. Well, you never hear someone just like a news story about some kids had a fantastic time <laughs> cave. Yeah, there's always some sinister element to it, isn't there? Yeah. I've actually got two stories about caves. One Please. isn't really a story, it's just a statement. But um, <laughs> I'll, do, I'll do the statement first. My best friend Caroline, who's moved back, her partner Bobby has the key to a cave in Matlock Bath. Did you know that caves can have keys? No. No. No, I didn't either, but he has. And <laughs> it's a very, very narrow entrance. And you have to sort of really be quite brave to go in. And we went in there once and had a party. And there was loads of like prehistoric, well, old graffiti on the walls. And it was amazing. And then we had to get out when we were really drunk back through this sort of... Oh up the steep God. bit and then through this narrow exit. I know, when it was a bit like, oh. Yeah, that scared me. Well, that was the statement that actually did turn out to be a story. That is the a story yeah. and it's an incredible story and I think Thank should be you. made into a film. Oh, yeah, short film. Yeah. One of them won't get out, won't leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was that's, so that's into it that. Written. That's I was it written. so into that. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to do, do that. that you two can be in it. Thank you so much. Oh, this has worked out very well for me, acting <laughs> casting. Yeah, you've not actually done anything in this cave. Amy's the one who suggested it should be a film, so what are you going to yeah. contribute? Well, I've got loads of ideas. The graffiti is of something that sort of comes back. Like, everyone's like, oh, look, it's a picture of a dog, and one person's like, that ain't no fucking dog. Yeah. That's the beast yeah. of Matlock Caves. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good, actually. And then the, what, the one who won't leave something ghostly happens with the beast it comes mm. to life oh i think the one that doesn't leave at the very end shot you see the graffiti and an image of the one that hasn't left has appeared in the graffiti oh. <gasps> and then you see loads of other images of people who never left yes yeah and then everyone's going hang on we've only just realized a lot of that graffiti Looked exactly like those six missing kids from Village. <laughs> yes. Jesus Christ, this is chilling. This is incredible. At one ends up in the walls. The cave has to take one person. Yeah. That actually brings me really neatly onto my second cave story, which Amazing. is that I used to be in um, a gang called Urban Ductiles. And the reason we were called that was because <laughs> on manhole covers in Matlock, maybe other places, it says urban ductiles on what? the sort of circular bit of the manhole. And that's why we called really? ourselves urban ductiles because there was a manhole covered near the cave. And we went in a cave in Matlock that was different from the cave that had the key. It, it didn't have a narrow entrance. It was mm -hmm. just a tunnel, but it was a long, long tunnel. And it did wind around and it did get narrower as it went on. Mm -hmm. 
and we just kept going with candles and oh then we got God. to the end i know we we're probably about 11 or 12 and there was a mattress a pillow and a saucepan and oh we screamed God. and it was and, and then i was at the back because i'd oh. i'd been at the front so then we all oh screamed and turned around started running out then i was at the back oh my oh. god i'd be if i knew my kid was in a cave with a mattress i never associate caves with anywhere other than maybe like cornwall or somewhere like Penzance Maybe, or something. Yeah, I know what you mean. No, there's a lot in the Peak District. It's quite a big, caving is quite a big thing. So we used to do it in brownies and guides as well. It's quite psychological caving, you know, because you're in a confined space. You've got to keep yourself calm and I can see how people like it, but yeah, perfect Gosh. setting for a horror film. <laughs> it's given me shivers. We, we went caving when we were in primary school. We went to this place. We went through this cave and you get like right into the middle and they, they get you to turn your headlamps off and it's like pitch black. And then they tell you this story about like um, a guy who's stuck in a cave. And if you're in the pitch black for too long, you apparently start hallucinating these things. I can't remember what you call them. These like, little <gasps> goblin creatures. Oh, my God. And like, so we were like listening to that story. It must be like a five minute story. But already one kid thought he could. He was like going. <laughs> so like, after five minutes, one kid's going like, hey, can we turn headlights on? <laughs> Work and everyone's freaking out, going, he can, he can see him, he can see him, goblins are here. <laughs> Five minutes in the dark and he, he'd absolutely lost his mind. That's a mad thing to do to primary school children. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah I That's feel like that awful. wouldn't now. You couldn't suggest taking a group of primary school children into a cave. That's already, like, scary. And then yeah. being like, yeah, then we'll just get them in pitch black and just tell them a real scary story and hope they don't <laughs> freak they've out. They've got to turn their headlamps off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can't do anything these days, can you? Oh, All right, all right, Ian. All, come to? all right, Ian. You can't even scare a group of kids in a cave. I don't want to be British anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Izzy, for chatting to us. That's been genuinely deeply fascinating about the caves. Thank you. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you. Bye, Izzy. Bye. Bye. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Now, Amy, it's time for you to tell us what's been going on in Hull. Well, Ian, Mm -hmm. let me tell you, I've gone deep into a historical one because it's a big one, one of the biggest. 
things that's happened in Hull, I would say. And this comes really? From the, yeah, it comes from the Hull Daily Mail in the year 2014. Oh, okay. We're going back. And I think I'm right to go back when I tell you the headline. You'll be like, yeah, thank you for going back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The headline is, underwear stealing ghosts have made my life hell for two Jesus years. Jesus Christ, these, these ghosts. Two years. Two years. Yeah. She's been getting her underwear. Is it a she? It's a she. I feel like there are certain stories, you know the gender of the person involved. Yeah. Any violence or anyone being a dickhead, you're like, probably a bloke. Yeah. Someone having their underwear stolen, that's a woman. It's got to be a woman. It's got to be a woman. And it's not just any woman. It's Pauline Hickson. Mm. And she moved because of this. Because of this. She moved house. (laughs) Not once, Ian. What? Not twice. What? Seven times Me? in two years. Where'd she move? The ghosts are following her. The ghosts are following her around. I thought ghosts were location-based. Well, so did I. But that's not the case. She's been followed around by ghosts that are stealing her bras and even using the shower. It's so clearly not a ghost. I know. Obviously, it's not a ghost. <laughs> it's following me around. I think she's forgotten she's got an husband. Yeah. Or like a teenage daughter who uses her bras. Yeah, or just a really pale husband or something. <laughs> husband's got an iron deficiency. <laughs> who is this haunted man? Get off my bras. But yeah, for two years this happened and it moved from slight annoyance, because you would be slightly annoyed yeah, if you're underwear yeah, yeah, yeah. missing. Yeah. You would be. Your first first time it happened, you're like, ugh. You're like, ugh. <laughs> But it moved from slight annoyance and it became the work of forces beyond this world. That's such a leap. I thought I was going to say it started <laughs> at slight annoyance and it became incredible frustration, but not. No, no. Um, at first it was slightly annoying, then it became forces from beyond this world. From beyond this world, Ian. Mm. In a way, I think if my underwear was to be being moved around and touched, in a way, I would rather it was forces beyond this world yeah. than a pervert. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know, I know exactly what you mean there. But then I guess it's a pervert from beyond this world, and that's probably worse. Yeah. Surely if you're dead, yeah. you can just float around and perv. <laughs> you don't have to nick people's <laughs> stuff. Pervgatory. It works. I like it. Don't think about it. It, it works. works. It works. Fucking hell, stop overanalyzing it. Carry it on a T-shirt. Purgatory. When I die, I'm going to purgatory. Come on. <laughs> that would be great Northern News merchandise. <laughs> See, who would walk down the street in that? <laughs> Basically, like, even when I'm dead, I'm going to be looking at people. <laughs> A wooga, like passing a beautiful woman. A wooga, have I died and gone to perv guitari? <laughs> We're laughing, but this has clearly been an yeah, absolute yeah, harrowing no, no, experience. That's happened, yeah. definitely happened to Pauline. Pauline says, I thought I was going crazy. <laughs> I didn't know why it was happening to me. It was like living through hell and I had no one to turn to. I think if you went to hell, you're at the gates of hell thinking, You've like got the gates of hell. The gates of hell. Does hell have gates? I've never thought about that before. I don't know what I thought they'd have. Like what, a big gates barn of heaven, door or something. Barn doors of hell. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, heaven, the pearly gates. Yeah. Hell. You're about to go into hell. You're on the shuttle bus there from like purgatory to hell. And you're talking to other people on the shuttle bus like, I think this is going to be fucking awful. Yeah. I think it's going to be horrible here. <laughs> 
It's going like to be all two stars on TripAdvisor. Hell, yeah, it's yeah. going to be people will be going. Yeah, the it's going to be the beds are going to be uncomfy. Going to get poked with stuff. It's going to be hot. Oh gosh! And then you turn up, then you just like, where's my bra gone? I'd be over the moon with that. Do you think? Yeah. Mm. Because you're just losing bras. But Ian, you're saying this as as a human without breasts. Yeah, if I lose a bra, part of me is thinking, I don't remember having one. Yeah. Well, there you go. Mm. The story from the whole day mail sort of tells you all, all the things that have been happening and there's, you know, temperatures changing in the house and pictures slipping off the walls and stuff like that. Hang on, why has she not mentioned any of that in the main act? That's only just coming up now. Because sex sells, Ian. Yes, yeah, You mention a, a middle-aged lady's bra, people are going to want to know what's yeah. going on. This is going to be the most listened to episode of the series. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, the thing is, so you go all the way down the article, these bras are going missing, stuff's happening. Then it just says, and it doesn't go any further into it, it just says, Pauline, who was living with her nephew at the time. Whoa, oh. whoa, 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 oh, whoa, God. whoa. You don't need to be Poirot to have a go at this one, do you? No, the little nephew's having a look at her bras. Oh, my God. I hate pervy nephews. <laughs> <laughs> they piss me off. Do they? Is it hell? Is this, yeah, is this it's hell? hell having it's a pervy hell. nephew. You're thinking, oh, great, a nephew. I've always wanted, oh, I love a little nephew. I'll take him out to the zoo. We'll yeah. go on little day trips. Yeah. He's at the zoo and he's just perving on the giraffes. Oh, please stop oh. perving on the giraffes, nephew. Is a nephew not even in consideration from Pauline's just, point of view? N- no, it just meant it just glosses over it. Mm. Now, the thing is, she's moved house seven times. I presume the nephew has also moved around. I presume the bras stopped disappearing the second he got a girlfriend. Yeah. I mean, she's really moved. She moved all the way to Cambridge at one point, but she got a ghost hunter in. Thank God, actually. Thank God. She got a ghost hunter in. Hull's well-known ghost buster, mm. Steve Neshaw. You heard oh, of him? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Well, he's well-known. He's well-known. Well, Hull's probably best-known ghost buster, I'd say, Steve Neshaw. Steve Neshaw. Yeah. I'm Neshaw, your job's real. Nope. That's is no, that, is that a thing? no, I don't like that at all. Um, <laughs> he put her, he put her under hypnosis. What the fuck is happening to this woman? About... Her bras are going missing, and now she's and now under a hypnosis. man, a man who's calling himself Hull's best Ghostbusters, come round <laughs> and put her under hypnosis. Oh no! Says here, he put her under hypnosis, which he combined with an exorcism. I've never seen it done. What? I've never seen it done. I've never seen it advertised. <laughs> but they said the results were instant. Yeah, instant. So what? So he's put her under hypnosis, and yeah. then he's done an exorcism on the house. Yeah. So he's been. So he's basically said, "I'm going to do an exorcism. Let's get you sleeping, so you don't need to see any <laughs> of this bullshit I'm about to do." Because what, if just, you were awake and you saw I me put, do it, put you under and do the exorcism. What is your Netflix password? Yeah. No, no, no. Just I just like to just make sure everything's in order, right? Yeah, you have got a big telly, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right and sleep. <laughs> I'll see you in about ooh fifty eight minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh man. Yeah. So she, but she said it was instant, 
And uh, she now feels that she's had a spiritual awakening and is looking to move out of Hull and start a ghost-free life. Well, best of luck to you, Pauline. Best of luck, Pauline. I do hope you have a ghost-free life, but I would say you might have to take your nephew out of the equation if you want that to happen. (laughs) You pervy little bra-stealing nephew. Well, this was in 2014. This is, you know, nine years ago. Mm. There's a chance... We could get the nephew on the pod. Get him. I, I bet that would be one of the most defensive interviews. <laughs> right. Just wondering where you. What happened with these bras? Well, I, I don't know. It's a ghost, wasn't it? Yeah, ghost sounds, did sounds it. like it was a ghost. Ghost did it. Ghost did it. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need guests when you can interview yourself. <laughs> I reckon I could walk out the room yeah. for twenty minutes, come back in, and you'd still be going, "Ghost did it." <laughs> No, I'd have, I'd have turned it into a song by then. Yeah. Give me some credit. Oh, the ghost did it, yeah. The ghost <laughs> did it, yeah. Everybody thinks it's a nephew, but the ghost did it, yeah. Come on, ghost did it, yeah. Everybody mm-hmm. thinks it's a nephew. Come on, the ghost did it, yeah. I'm the not, ghost I'm did not it, yeah. comfortable with this. <laughs> What the hell has been going on in Ghoul? The gates of Ghoul. It's a big shift. Yours was a big story. This yeah. is, this basically shows how little's going on in Ghoul. We are getting an Aldi. <laughs> Ghoul's getting an Aldi. Is this, a, is this a recent story? This is from 2022. Aldi's coming, apparently, and Tesco yeah. and Little have gone, uh, no thank you. We don't want you here. <laughs> they said um, it was duplicitous. Say that word again. Duplicitous. Is that how you say it? Duplicitous. Duplicitous. Well, <laughs> let me just Google it and I'll find another word. No, it's a great no, word. No, it's fine. It's a great word. Let's get the thesaurus out. <laughs> it's a brilliant word. This is the same. Treacherous, deceptive, shifty and fraudulent. Oh. I thought it just meant there's too many supermarkets. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so they were basically like, we don't want it here. Yeah. But they've been told, the latter's agents, I guess um, basically Aldi have said, um, you're just trying to prevent competition. Mm. But cool, for such a small place, we've got a big Asda. Good. We've got an Aldi now. We've got a Tesco. We've got a Lidl. We've got a Farm Foods. We've got a Morrison's. Oof. We've got too many supermarkets. Lots of supermarkets, actually. Prices should be low as fucking gold. Yeah. Because everyone's trying to compete with each other. Undercut. Yeah, I think I think it's got to a point now where they're just like, we can't go lower than this. <laughs> we can't do the beans beans are two P. Tin of beans two P. They can't. They can't go any lower. It's just gonna be like someone outside Tesco going, You can have these beans. Throwing <laughs> like, please. See people driving to Aldi. Come back! <laughs> have these beans! These ones have got sausages in oh. and stuff like that. <laughs> well, that'd be good. That'd yeah. be quite good. It'd be like a proper, like, have you been to Leeds Market, the indoor market? Mm. Or any market, you know, when they're like, they're shouting the products at yeah, you and it's yeah. like really exciting and you feel really valued as like a yeah. customer because you're like, oh, he really wants me to buy his carrots. Mm. Blimey, he's really into that. <laughs> Please, buy these carrots, you, <laughs> Amy Glendale. 
I got my eyes on you for some carrots. He's like, carrots, £1.50. Carrots, £1.50. You've, you can't just walk away with the carrots. You have to pay yeah. £1.50. And I'm like, God, he really wants... <laughs> Swinging I... me bags of carrots as I'm walking away. He really wants me to pay for them. <laughs> I've been in Holway, like the fruit the fruit person down the centre, earlier in the day, kind of going, uh, strawberries, yeah. two for a pound. Quite upbeat. And then like later on in the day, what pound? Like, strawberries, 50p. <laughs> Two for 50p. Mate, yeah, the strawberries didn't sell, did they? Now you're in trouble. Are they going off? That's yeah. the thing. I don't understand how people can sell perishables because it's frightening. It would scare me to death, Ian. <laughs> selling vegetables? Yeah. Oh, no. You've got to sell them before they go off. You've only yeah, got yeah. off for a tiny amount of time. Mm. You know, because they've come yeah. off the tree or the bush or the ground or however <laughs> vegetables grow. Out of an animal, they've, they've I don't get it. Come off the ground. Come off ground. They found the vegetables on the ground. Yeah. And then they come over, mainly from different countries, I presume. Yeah, yeah. So they're already rotting, rotting, rotting. They get to you, you look at this and you're like, I've got about 15 minutes to sell this particular apple. <laughs> they get the stocking in the morning out look. and yeah. get 15 minutes. Here you go, there's <laughs> those aubergines you wanted. Thank you very much for that, Paul. Aubergines! <laughs> 50p! No, come on! That's it, isn't but it? then what if you buy them and you got like, oh yeah, I'll have a little you. Ten minutes, get home! <laughs> get home! Well, that's what it's like. Yeah, perishables. I'm terrible at fruit and veg going off in my fridge. Yeah, I do, I do do that. Oh, it's awful. Mm. Sometimes I'll do it with expensive stuff as well. Yeah. I get berries. Oh, I get they're berries from top my porridge. Level. That's three quid upon it. You can get you can get frozen, good frozen berries. Yeah. I have to say. It's about time this subject came up on the podcast, actually. <laughs> Recommendations for the longevity of fruit and veg. I tell you what I've been getting into, mango. It's all I right for I some. don't really know how to cut it. I'm honest with everybody. I don't I don't know how to cut it. <laughs> with a mango, you sort of cut it in half. No. And then no. you score it. No. Oh really? You can't cut it in half. That's what do you what mean? It's got a bit in the middle. It's not a stone. It's like a, it's like a denser, hard bit. You can't cut. Right. I thought you'd cut. You'd slice through. Fine. Like a melon. I'm googling what's in the middle of a mango. That sounds like a song. What's in the middle of a mango? The type of fruit that makes a mango. Wow. <laughs> that is brilliant. Um, oh, I see what you mean. It's not a pip. It's just a fucking. An asshole. I love that song, Ian, what you did. Oh, thank you. Maybe I'll try and write that up What's a bit better. What's in the middle of a mango? The type of fruit that makes a man go wow. <laughs> it's like really good. It would be so bad if that song gets in your head and you have to explain to people. <laughs> oh, no, it's just a sort of improvised song about mangoes. Because <laughs> I don't know how to cut them. Anyway, yeah, we're getting an Aldi. That's good though for jobs, isn't it, for gold? It is good for jobs. But then if everybody in gold worked in a supermarket... Mm-hmm. Would that work? <laughs> what do you mean? Like, if everybody in it say there was say there was a say there was a town, a small town, yeah, of a hundred people. This is a fictional town, a hundred people, and all a hundred of them work in a supermarket. And every single person worked in a supermarket, and then they buy their food from the supermarket. Would that town keep going? But so there's no one in the train station or the post office or the like no, GP's office. Even like a fully trained GP is just All right, so all the other jobs are filled as well, but like 90%, what? I don't know. Hang on. So 
90%. Every job is filled, but 90% of people work in supermarkets. Because there's just loads of supermarkets. So say there's like 10 big supermarkets and 90% of people work in them. What are you worried about not working? Like what? If if everybody worked in a supermarket and then with their wages, they bought their food from the supermarket, does that work? If only staff at Tesco shopped at Tesco, would Tesco survive? Yeah. Uh, no. No. Good. We've got to I, I, I don't think so anyway. Okay, lovely. So you're getting an Aldi. Yeah. If you're in hold, best hold on to your bras. Yeah. We've had a real roller coaster, haven't we? Yeah. Ups and downs, peaks and troughs. Mm. Bras and beans. <laughs> <laughs> and merchandise. Do look out for the merchandise. Yeah. What was it when I die? I'm going to Perv. When I die, Purgatory. I'm going to Purgatory. If you can make that t shirt, wear it in public. I'll give you £10. And I'll try and give you £10, but I'll accidentally give you 100 So it's probably worth your while. Yeah. £110 combined. Ooh. Yeah, that's worth it. Even once you minus the old printing cost. <laughs> there you go. Thank you for listening to another juicy, juicy episode of Northern News. Please remember to sign up to Patreon and all that kind of stuff for extra content. Maybe with Patreon, you could sign up and it automatically takes the songs out of the episode. So you don't yeah, have to yeah, listen to we'll them. do that, actually. Yeah, no song, adverts. Song-free episodes. No songs. Yeah. <laughs> We've just got 100 new Patreons. <laughs> don't want to hear that fucking mango song again. What's in the middle well, of mango? So thanks for listening to Northern News. We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Thank you so much. Bye. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hello everyone, it's Ian Smith here from Northern News, the podcast you are currently listening to. And I'm here to tell you that I'm recording my multi-award-nominated solo show, Crushing, on Tuesday the 4th of June at the Pleasance Theatre in London. But I'd love to see some Northern News listeners there. We're recording this show. It's going to live online forever. So the more supportive a crowd, the better. Hope to see you there.